4: You are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we help you live your life like it matters. And today on the radio world, we are live on Facebook. So if you are part of Facebook, you can go see me live. I'm waving at you right now. But for the rest of my radio audience, you are blessed because today we have a great show. And for now, those of you on Facebook Live can see how I remind you of the great show that we have, because I wrote about it. So on today's show, we're going to talk about change. Most people want change, but don't believe it's possible. Many people need change, but they don't know how. Some people haven't been introspective enough to realize the need for change. If you are the first two groups, I can help. If you are in the last group, understand that change only happens in the presence of desire. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to continue the topic of change, because unlike a lot of people out there, I am in the change business. Uh, And change just doesn't uh, take place by chance. Uh, It is a conscious effort. And I believe that man is a three-part being. And so I deal with all three parts. I always tell people, why would you go to a restaurant and pay for a meal and be okay with only getting two-thirds of it? Why would you go and pay for someone to clean your house and have them only clean two-thirds of it and be okay with that. And so for training to be full training, for training to be able to truly change your life, it must have all three parts. And that's why today's show is called Three-Part Change Equals Change Life. So I want you to understand this. I am a spirit. I live in a body. And I possess a consciousness. So the real me is spirit. The body which I possess is the medium by which my spirit expresses itself. And then I am a conscious being. So I always like to explain it this way. Plant life exists on a physical plane only. I always tell people, when was the last time you've seen two plants talking? And if it's been lately, then you need to move to a state that marijuana is not legal because plants don't talk to each other. But animal life exists on a physical and a conscious plane. And so our animals can communicate with each other. Uh, i got a little cat, Susan. I talk about my little black cat, Susan, all the time. And she does little bleeps and blurts. She talks like C-3PO. Uh, and she can communicate with me with her eyes, with her little sounds. However, human life exists on a higher plane. So we exist on a physical plane, a conscious plane, uh, and a spiritual plane. And again, let me explain it a different way in the same degree by which the plant life is separated from the animal life by the inclusion of the consciousness. So man is separated from the animal life by the inclusion of the spirit. The aspect of his nature is our spirit. And so the body is a machine, like an automobile, has certain laws, right? The body releases 63 known chemicals. The body releases those chemicals based on three things, based on our breathing based on our focus, what we're thinking about, and based on our physiology, specifically our eye placement in relation to the physiology. Those of you on Facebook can see me bouncing around hitting things, I'm playing for the camera and playing for the microphone, so we're learning this thing. Uh, Now the brain runs the machine, and so the battles in the mind. We have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day, and those thoughts make us feel. Those thoughts are what we call belief systems. And everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And the third part is spiritual creatures. We are spiritual beings having a fleshly experience. Now, the body has a lifespan of roughly post-flood, right after the flood, God said, man's lifespan will be 120 years. So if you're going to live a full life, you might get to 120 years on this planet. Now, the brain has unlimited plasticity. So your brain never has to wear out. Your brain is the one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. Your lungs have so many filters. Uh, I mean, you have so many breasts. Your kidneys and uh, liver have so many filters. Uh, your heart has so many beats. Uh, and then it wears out. But your mind has unlimited plasticity. I should say your brain has unlimited plasticity. Now, your spirit is eternal. Eternal. Uh, from the, the, the moment we are created, uh, into existence where life begins at conception, we have a spirit again, the body wears out. And because people don't take care of the mind, it wears out, but our spirit is eternal. And there's only two destination. it's either going to be with God or away from God. And so what we do at like it matters is I deal with all three parts and that's why it's complete training. And that's why when you hear from our graduates, uh, people who went through my training, who didn't know anything about it, who come out and talk about change. And today, you are blessed, I am blessed, and don't worry, I have uh, this woman, our guest is, her husband's in the room with us, so don't worry, but I'm blessed, I got a beautiful woman who's going to come and share her experience, Uh, she went through my training, that was her husband, just so you know, Uh, he's my video guy, he's the guy that's putting me on Facebook, so all you guys have to look at my mug, right? John's blessed, because John just says, hear my voice, the rest of you actually have to see my face, I know John, yeah, John has a man screaming in the background, but... Uh, I want you to know, uh, Dr. Shad Helmstetter, he's a Ph.D., and so you have to listen to him because he has these three words after his name, the three initials after his name. He wrote a book called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Now, I've been doing my training at likeitmatters.net for 30 years. I found this book from Dr. Helmstetter um, probably 10 years ago. And he studied these types of trainings. He studied Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, all this stuff. And he said most of this is fake. It's not real. There's no lasting change. He said you have to have three ingredients, three missing pieces that are uh, uh, not available in most other trainings and, and books and all that. And he says the first thing is permanence. He says, all external solutions are only temporary. Even the best ideas work only for a time. And without constant tension and effort, even the most incredible success breakthroughs run their course and eventually go nowhere. He says, few, if any, jump off a shelf and say, hey, remember me? Remember what I taught you? Why aren't you still doing it? In my training, I teach about habits. I teach about patterns uh, because we are creatures of habit. And the reason we're getting what we're getting today is because of what we're doing today. And so if you don't like the results, change your approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. Because remember, Einstein was a pretty smart guy. And he said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Logical. Second, missing ingredients. Uh, This is what Dr. Helmstetter said, the second missing ingredient uh, from most of the literature and trainings is a knowledge of the physiological processes of the human brain based on what we now know about actual mind-brain functions. Without an understanding of the actual proofs by which the human brain accepts information and in turn responds, directs, and controls us, it would be difficult to create any success plan that worked and kept working indifferently. The brain runs the ship. If you want to make a change of any type, you've got to follow the rules. Now, this is why I teach you how the brain works. And in class, I cover this stuff on the fly of how we create experience. Remember, no one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And once you understand how the brain processes, now you can get out of the passenger seat and into the driver's seat. And the third missing ingredient, uh, Dr. Helmstetter says... The most important of all, he denotes, is a new word-for-word set of directions. New programming to the subconscious mind, which he calls the control center of the brain. That means a specific programming vocabulary, which is worded in a specific way, that anyone can use at any time to erase and replace the old negative programming with positive, productive, new directions. What takes place at Leadership Awakening is real. It's foundational. It's structural. I take the psychology, the biology. I take the theology. I take leadership and I wrap it all together. And so when you hear from our graduates, this is not just some fluff. This is not just some motivational rah-rah. This is real structural and it deals with the mind. It deals with the body and it deals with the spirit. Now, to a lot of people, that spirit is God. Some people don't believe in God. They choose not to. So to them, there's that spiritual part is the bigger connection to the universe. But no matter what it is, we all have a spiritual component to ourselves. And it's really important because if we have issues of identity, we must go to the level above that, which is spirit, to deal with those issues of identity. So I'm Mr. Black. Uh, today on Like It Matters Radio, we're live on Facebook as well as on the radio. And we'll be back in two this is
3: This is what... This is what change looks like.
4: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be.
0: Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Get that back shack attack. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at Freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. Take a listen to
3: this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening.
1: For probably two-thirds of my
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Yes, it is I, Dr. Frankenstein. No, it's not Dr. Frankenstein. It's Mr. Black. But today we are experimenting. So not only we live around the world on Like It Matters Radio, But we're also live on Facebook, so if you do Facebook, uh, you can find us on Facebook under LAM Like It Matters Radio, or just Like It Matters LLC, and then you can see my mug. But you don't need to see my mug, mine's nothing to look at, but we do have a beautiful woman with us, and our beautiful guest is Kelly. Kelly is a graduate of uh, Team 226, Kelly is Kyle, who's doing all my video work, thank you Kyle by the way. Uh, is Kyle's uh, wife, and uh, Kyle went through my training last month. Uh, had an incredible experience, and you probably heard him on the radio. I interviewed him, and then uh, his wife said, "Whatever happened to my husband? I want some of that." So <laughs> Kelly uh, wound up signing. So we'd like to welcome to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Kelly?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
4: Yeah, this is so weird, Kelly. This is so cool. I've never had a guest. I've only been live one other time before, so it's a little bit unique. So give us a little bit of mercy. So so tell me, um, Kyle came back from this class. You didn't know anything about this class. So your husband goes through. You meet this guy at church. He's a crazy old worshiper guy. He's always wearing scrubs. What's wrong with that guy? And then you hear I have some type of leadership training. And so Kyle goes to the training, not quite sure what to expect. Uh, matter of fact, when Kyle went to the training, what were you thinking when he went, before he came back, because he was all anxious, didn't know a lot about it, so what were you thinking when he went the first time?
2: I was excited for him to go. I was really hoping that he wouldn't walk out, that he would complete <laughs> it. And uh, when he got back, I just, uh, I didn't know what to think at first, because he came back a different person, and I thought, I'm not so sure I like this very much, <laughs> but then, um I mean, he just, he just is completely changed now and has no fear of anxiety and, and it's amazing.
4: Yeah, you know, it's weird. Uh, and, and it's weird when you said that, I don't know if I like this now, because we get used to things. And change, even though we all want change, believe it or not, we fear change. And especially there in, in the disbehavioral profile, DISC, the, the largest quantity is under S. And one of the things about S is they're steady, status quo, and they don't like change. And it's the largest group of people because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, uh, even if our life's not going well, a lot of us manage our life. And so we're afraid of change because it causes us to do something different. And so he came back. You saw the good things. You saw that he he got rid of his co-pilot because Kyle shared that uh, when he came to class, he realized that uh, fear had been his co-pilot. And, man, he wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that. And when he got rid of his co-pilot, he actually put himself in the co-pilot seat and he actually let God have the rightful position of being in the pilot seat. Now, Kyle didn't say that out loud, but I know that's what Kyle meant. And so um, you wind up going, So, um, and you were told it was tough. Matter of fact... I had a guy that knows Kyle well, and Kyle knows well, who said after he went through, I don't think I'd send my wife, and I was like, whoa, and of course not mentioning names. I'm like, how could you not want your spouse to go to this thing? It changed your life. It gives you freedom. Why would you not want that same freedom for your spouse? And luckily, Kyle didn't listen to that person and sent you. But be honest, five minutes into the class, we're just getting going. What's going through your head? I mean, what are you thinking?
2: Uh, My heart is pounding, and I am trying to stay focused as much as I could. Um, Just uh, terrified. It's intense, right? I mean, fair to say it's
4: intense? Yeah, yeah.
2: it is very intense. Very intense.
4: And I want you to know, it's not intense, and you know it's not intense for the sake of being intense. What I do is I create an environment uh, to where it's, it's uncomfortable because life is uncomfortable. A good marriage is uncomfortable. Uh, walking with God in a dark world is uncomfortable. And so I want to give people the same environment. And one thing I learned a long time ago is fear is a liar. I love Zach. I think it's Zach Williams or whoever it is that did the song, Fear is a Liar. Because fear is a straw man. But we run from fear and so we never really approach it. And so one thing I realized years ago that when we learn how to function in this zone called fear... Uh, it becomes familiar afterwards. And all of a sudden, things that used to make us afraid don't bother so much. And so that's why the class has done so intense. Not to be mean, not because I like conflict, not because I want to do damage to anybody. I want them to realize that they can feel the fear and do it anyways. And you realize, and the cool thing about the class is I never change what I'm doing, but your level of comfort changes throughout it. So even though I'm still doing the same thing, about halfway through, it becomes more comfortable. And then each, yes. each section, I keep pushing it more and yes. more and more, and you respond, respond, respond. Let me ask you, um, at some point in the training, a shift takes place where it starts making more sense. You know, people see themselves getting into it more, it uh, starts enveloping, I use that word, it kind of surrounds them. Where do you think the shift took place for you?
2: For me, it was um, you had us do this activity, and um, I failed it the first time. Oh, yeah. I put all my energy into it, and I thought I'm going to do this. I'm going to do exactly what he said, but I was just so focused in my own strength, and I failed it. And then you said that I was doing it all in my own strength. Notice how she was huffing and puffing, and then I and then I was like, okay. And you would always encourage us, you know, just dust off your yep. your legs or your feet, and just. You know, keep trying. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try again. I was really surprised that I failed. And so then when I tried it again, I was like, okay, this time I'm not going to put my own strength into this. I'm not going to put my own control into this. I'm just going to do exactly what they tell me to do. And I did. And I was completely blown away, (laughs) like completely blown away. And that was when I felt like the Holy Spirit told me, that you've had control over your life, and uh, you need to let go and stop controlling. And and that's my main thing. And because of that, now I'm able to be in the moment. I'm able to see people. And... um, and it's amazing.
4: Mm, that is so incredible because <laughs> now I remember, as you're bringing it up, I remember because I don't remember all the details all the time. I went back to that time, and, yeah, and I remember uh, it was a tough moment for you and I. I remember that because the look in your eyes was that sad puppy dog look. Oh. Uh, you know, it was that sad puppy dog look. <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then I pushed your heart, and then you and I had a little bit of a tough back and forth. And it was weird because you would ask me a question, and my I didn't even think about it, The answer was no. Uh, and I believe that was from the Spirit as well, because I didn't think about it. And then you went and did it again and did it so well. And it's a phenomenal yeah. process. But uh, And again, that's where we just begin. From there, it just <laughs> starts going and going. And the interesting thing, uh, Kelly, is you, by chance, had to be in a class that was full of all men. Yes. And I always say this, like the fourth or fifth time it happens, And in my experience, I always say this. That every time in the past that there's been just one woman with all these men, they usually had an issue Mm -hmm. with men. And Mm -hmm. I told Kyle that Kyle didn't say anything, so I promised my wife I wouldn't say anything. So he didn't tell me, but undoubtedly you had some issues with men leading into it. And tell me about what's changed with that. What's changed?
2: Well, it's absolutely amazing. Um, Before I went in... I felt uncomfortable around men. I couldn't really look into their eyes without just like my, you know, starting to feel a little anxiety, nervous, um, had a hard time communicating clearly and, um, just felt uncomfortable, you know, struggling with, you know, thoughts of, you know, what are they thinking? And then, you know, battling off my own thoughts, I need to be thinking pure thoughts. And, uh, but then, you know, And then I would feel uncomfortable, like, going to my pastors and talking with them or even asking them for something. So um, there's just a lot of rejection, a lot of pain from from all the close men in my life. And so then, you know, I'm in this, I go and I find out that I'm the only girl, (laughs) and my husband tells me, and I'm just, like, trembling um, but now, now I, uh, I can go up to my pastor and I can talk to him without feeling nervous. Um, I have seven brothers now and I absolutely love them so cool. and I know that they love me and I feel encouraged. And so, yeah, like I just, mm-hmm. I don't have that struggle of feeling yeah. uncomfortable around men anymore.
4: And this is what I was talking about. See, none of us were here right now, but none of us come here just in this moment. we all bring our past. And see, we are products of our past, and there are things called anchors, there are t- things called memories, there are things called history, and then we have hang-ups from the past. And so those things, we, this is the problem, this is why there's premarital counseling, because we always bring our past into our present. And so we are dealing with a lot of struggles. And so based on your past, based on your past with men, based on your family of origin issues, based on what's happened in the world, you had a lot of issues. And so it's so cool because you went to a class with seven men uh, with all those fears and all those doubts. But, you know, what's incredible is we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And Kyle and I would talk about this, that many times people will tell me, well, you said this. And because everything in my class I have it memorized, I say, no, I said this. See, sometimes people hear what's not being said. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't hear what is being said because I'm very specific. You saw that in class many times. Very, very loud, very intense, very focused, I require presence. And yet a lot of times people don't hear what I say. And so uh, you had made a point that, well, uh, at some point in the training, well, you know, I'm a girl, so men don't listen to me and I'm not treated fairly. And I had to stop you in a place I normally don't talk and said, man, did you hear what she just said? Because Kelly was my leader from the get go. Kelly trusted, either by fear or whatever, she went for it. And I would use her to basically pummel the men. Say, look, you got this woman doing this. You got this woman. I said, this is why what's going on in America, right? That men stop leading. And so now women have to step up. And Kelly, I want you to know I was so proud of you. Uh, Because out of all the men, there's these big men, these strong men, all that. You were the one that trusted. You were the one that trusted Kyle. But I really believe the Holy Spirit. And got a hold of you and said, You've been praying that you want to be used in a big way, that you want to evangelize. And unfortunately, you're dealing with half the world out there's men. And so you've got to get over that hang up with men. And so I think what God did was, without you realizing it, He answered your prayers. Yes, He did. Because you say you want to evangelize, you say you want to play bigger in the kingdom, Mm -hmm. you say all that. And unfortunately, you know this, it is a man's world out there. It's not wrong or right, good or bad. It's just the way it is. I mean, and some of us don't like, well, it's not fair. Well, I don't know about you, Kelly. I read that Bible and I learned two things. Number one, life is hard. And number two, life ain't no fair. Mm -hmm. So all those people that get wrapped up in life ain't fair, good. That's what the Bible says. It ain't fair. (laughs) And speaking of fair, we're going to a break and we will be back. And so please stay with us. I'll be not only Mr. Black, but you have Kelly as well. Right here on Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. We'll be right back.
0: Charlie Kirk believes we're seeing the decline of America.
1: Right now, there are hundreds of people that run your country, run our military, run our government, that are kind of like, what's the big deal if we lose? Who cares if it's humiliating? What's important is whether or not we get paid. What's important is whether or not my child goes to Harvard. I mean, we do that all the time. That's all we've done is lose over the last 30 years, and we get promoted while doing it. The Charlie Kirk
0: Podcast, available on salempodcastnetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate
1: in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
4: The boss. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters: Inspiration, Education, and Application. This is where we're living life like it matters. And by the way, if you're into podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you look for or you search for Living Life Like It Matters. That's where we do it twice a week a podcast. Mondays is story time with Mister Black, and then Thursdays a full show. Like Like It Matters Radio. And if you miss any of this radio show or any other, uh, after this over, they'll be posted on the website with uh, like a podcast so you can listen to your own leisure. Just go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. As you see here, you got me and then you got this good looking woman right next to me. This is Kelly. She's a graduate of Team 226 that just graduated last week. As a matter of fact, Thursday. So you were getting ready to be driven to the hotel uh, to go to class. You were nervous and anxious. And you probably had so many reasons why you didn't need to go, right? Why this isn't right. I got to tell you, Kelly, uh, in 30 years, next year will be my 30 years doing this. I have heard so many stories the week of class where the devil gets people to not show up. An animal dies. They get sick. uh, It's their birthday month. (laughs) Whatever it is, there's all these reasons why someone doesn't go. And imagine if you would have been talked into not going. Imagine oh, what you'd yeah. be missing. Oh, I mean, you can't even think about it. Yeah. So now that you've been through, and I know there's lots of benefits people get from our training, but what would you say, if you had to pick one, what's the biggest benefit you feel you've gotten from the class so far?
2: The biggest benefit that I got from this class is that I have reframed my life and I have a strong purpose to to live it. Before I went into this class, I want to live anymore, but so I was just going through the motions, and, uh, and now I want to live my life and not just go through the motions, but, but feel and be in the moment.
4: Mm. And I'm sure you've seen that. You've been in class now for about four days, five days. So what have you noticed this week different about how you're showing up, how you're interacting with people? And let me give you some specifics. So at church on Sunday, what was different at church on Sunday?
2: Everything, like a hundred percent, everything. Um, you have, you gave us tools to give our whole heart, a mind and body, or no, our whole heart, body and soul. Yep. And I have just allowed it to just be every part of me. And so, um, in my in my praise and worship to God, I'm just completely fearless, and I just allow myself to worship Him with my hands and my arms, and expressing to Him my love for Him. And then uh, also just uh, being able to look at people in the eye without feeling nervous, um, not thinking about what I'm going to say next, really just listening to people and uh, hearing them and then allowing God to give me the words right there in that moment that they need to hear. And then also, you know, I went up to my pastor and I told him that you are my brother and I told him my issues and that I'm not going to do that anymore. And so just no fear. I mean, there was just no anxiety about it. And... It's just
4: amazing. And one of the things is I actually teach you how you work. You know, our mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so I keep hitting... you see it on Facebook? (laughs) I'm hitting all these things on the radio. You see me? Why is he hitting stuff? Because I'm not used to being on the video as well. But the mind is six times faster than we talk. And so... By being in the now moment, we can actually get something to say before we're supposed to say it. But what happens is most people are talking to themselves Mm -hmm. and they have all this other stuff. And so they're never in the now moment. And so you've learned that. And so uh, not only that, but on Sunday, Sunday, she and I both recommitted our lives. I actually said committed because I had committed my life in the past, but never really did. I'm really committed to walk with God. So both Kelly and I got dunked again. We uh, were baptized, and we got baptized so that we could commit the rest of our life on this planet yes. to our Lord and Savior. Amen. 100%. Amen. So amen. So, tell us, what's different with your kids? What's different?
2: Well, when I got home, um, I was able to love them more affectionately physically. I mean, like, in, in, in your class like we're learning how to give our all with our body as well and uh, not be uncomfortable and so you know I was able to like physically just you know hold them and be in that moment look in their eyes listen to them I was very focused I wasn't thinking about what I'm gonna do next I wasn't thinking about anything else I was able to just really focus in on them and they were soaking it up mm. like they were like you could just see it in yep. your eyes they were soaking yep. up that attention that I was giving to them
4: oh it's incredible and to be Be fully present. Most people don't know they're missing it. The old saying is you don't know what you don't know. But once you realize, because we take a group of strangers. And in two and a half days, they become some of the closest people you've ever had in your life. I mean, you yeah. feel like those seven men are brothers, don't yes. you? I mean, yes. they know stuff about you that very few people know about you. You know stuff about them because we really pour ourselves out.
1: Mm-hmm. But
4: one thing I teach is really how to how to connect with another person. Uh, in the sales world, we call it rapport. Mm-hmm. In uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming, NLP, mm-hmm. it's an unconscious level to connect with people. It's where all the basis for all communication takes place. And so I teach you how to really connect with another human yes, being do. because most people are deaf, numb and blind. We're looking, but we're too busy judging to see them. We're, we're listening, mm-hmm. but we've got so many voices in our head. We're really not hearing people. We're hearing. We're not listening to people and we can all touch a book, an arm, but a lot of people stopped feeling a long time ago. And mm-hmm. so in my training, I teach you how to be in the now moment, how to really connect with people. And that's what i want to ask you. What if you notice, are, are you aware of people's pain more? Are you hearing people's conversations more? Your interactions just with people on the street, people in the grocery store, what are you noticing different about how, you, how you're how you reading or sensing people?
2: Because I've let go of control and just allowed God to tell me what to do and just be obedient, just do it, uh, I have went up to people in the grocery store to tell them that God sees them oh, wow. and that he loves them. Yeah. And I am able to look in their eyes and, and not have any anxiety. Because I'm in the moment... I'm seeing them like their soul we're not just a body, we have us we all have souls. It's not yep. about the physical and so when i when I'm in that moment looking in their eyes, I've noticed some of them some of them respond with like deep gratitude. Yeah. you can see it in them as you look in their eyes, yep. and then some of them I've noticed that they were probably not believers, they just looked so empty and um and that just brings up like compassion for me and then some of them to your surprise you know some people like who were believers they responded to me bitterly that yes i know but in a bitter bitter way it's it's crazy and so um it's causing me to just recognize uh the state that people's souls are in and it's drawing me to be more compassionate and passionate about being obedient to god's voice
4: there's a song out there by brandon Heath. you're a worshiper like i am one thing that kyle (laughs) kyle and i connected the first time i met him because i worship from the soul just like you do uh but there's a song by brandon Heath uh called give me your eyes you know he talked about talking to god give me your eyes so i can see because we miss people all the time and i prayed that kelly for years Uh, me too yeah and i wish i never would have because, <laughs> uh, you know, because now you know what i 'm talking about, yeah, when I yeah. look at people, I see pain, yeah, I see hurt, I see brokenness. so many people have been discounted they 've been denied, mm-hmm. they 've been put down they 've been told I was abused all my childhood, you know by a drunk man told me it didn 't matter, he called me fat boys and beat on me, uh, I was a mistake uh, i don 't matter you don 't realize how many people have been programmed that way, yeah. that they don 't matter that they're abused or molested and and one thing I learned a long time ago, Kelly. Um, not only do hurting people hurt people, but I learned that alcoholics begat alcoholics, abusers begat abusers, molesters begat molesters. Most people that I counsel um, who have molested before were molested. Yeah. And uh, you know, alcoholics usually begat alcoholics. But this this way, I teach you: you can scratch those CDs, you can right. break those LPs, you can pull in those eight tracks. But what you're noticing now is people's pain,
1: mm-hmm. people's
4: hurt. And people yeah. hide it. People feel bad. People feel less than. And I want you to know uh, that is not the right approach. The right approach is to confront that lie because Christ loved you enough to die for you. And you have a love for God. I know you want to evangelize. What? How has this affected your dream of being evangelist? Well, you want to share the word of God. What, what, how has that affected that dream of yours?
2: Well, you had us uh, write a mission statement, and you encouraged us to reframe our lives. Yeah. And so I'm very like focused and committed. And because of that focus and that commitment, I have written out a plan. And I, with my fearlessness, I'm just.
4: And doing she it. is fearless. I'm telling you right now.
2: <laughs> I'm just going out and I'm doing
4: it. Now, her husband's very fearful, but she is fearless because she's going to go out. She's bold. I'm a bold man, and I'm telling you, she is bold, and Kyle loves her so much. And and she's like, I was. matter of fact, Kyle was worried. Like, she's already so powerful. Like, what's going to happen when she comes back from this class? But speaking of that, you and Kyle, you and Kyle love each other. You guys have had your ups and downs, like all relationships. Um, But... What's different now? You both are, uh, the Bible calls the equally yoked. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, and, and you know there's a lot of spouses out there that go to my training that one does and, and the other spouse never goes because their company sends them. Tell us the benefit of both spouses going to this training.
2: Well, yes, it's definitely very important to be unique, uh, um, equally yoked. Um, I will say that when my husband went to this class, he came back different. And at first, I was really uncomfortable with it and wasn't so sure if I liked how confident he was. Uh, and then at the same time, also, I would tell him, "I'm not really feeling connected with you," because I had to wait a month before I would go. I got to go to the class, and we didn't, we didn't feel like I didn't feel as connected. And but after I went to the class, my husband and I, we just recently got some time to spend time together. And we feel, we feel closer than yep. ever before, and it's
3: amazing.
4: Oh, it's awesome, too. And yeah. we get ready.
0: Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app today. You listen every day. They never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more.
4: welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application we good john awesome We're back. Uh, Hopefully you didn't miss any of that great conversation that I had with Kelly. Uh, But today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about three-part change uh, is a changed life. See, a lot of people, there's Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, uh, Zig Ziglar's dead, but those organizations that inspire you, they get you excited, they get you pumped up. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm interested in the change. There's a great book, I think it's by Leslie Bandler, uh, in NLP called Change Your Mind and Keep the Change. And here's the thing, if you're gonna change your life, you must change your thinking. See remember, man's a three-part being. We have a a body. Uh that's what I walk around. I always call this my vehicle. You know, I used to drive around an orange beetle, and uh at no point did anybody wave down the street and say, Hey, there's black, the orange beetle. I'm not the beetle, I was the guy driving the beetle. And so the Bible calls it a tabernacle, tabernacle, a tent. And so this is my tent. Now, I did not get a good one. I got a Pinto this time, but I've been told I get a Cadillac next time, so I'm looking forward to my Cadillac, my my upgrade, if you will. Now, what drives that vehicle is my mind. See, the mind, we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day, and in the study of epigenetics, that we learn that we are a community of 300 trillion cells. That's how many cells are in this body, give or take a a billion, 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. And let's be honest, the greatest environment we have in our life is our mind. Remember, we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. I mean, if you go through the amount of data that goes through your head in a given year, in a given day, it's uh, it it's it's almost unconscionable how much thoughts. I mean, that's why I say the devil's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. You know, shiny object, squirrel, right? It would change our focus all the time, gets us off course. Remember, we're told to stay on this narrow path, uh, and uh, very few find this path, and the Bible says it's hard, uh, and it's very lonely. And so if you have a hard life and a lonely life and you're walking with God, might I suggest that you're on the right path. But it doesn't matter if you're on the right path. What matters is what are you telling yourself in your head? Because no one responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. Uh, In the study of transactional analysis, Dr. Eric Byrne wrote a great book in the late 60s, mid 60s. I think it was about 1965, right about my birth year. Uh, He wrote a book called The Games People Play. In that book, he identified about 140 games, psychological games that people play that many people are playing, people are keeping score, but nobody's winning. And in that, he came up with the concept of transactional analysis. And what transactional analysis was, was the opportunity to take the complex field of psychotherapy uh, and communication and put it in layman's term. And he made it real simple. He said there's a stimulus and there's a response. That's called a transaction. It's the old days. Remember the old dial-up? When you dial into a computer, you hear this do, and then all of a sudden you know, that high pitch. And when it went high pitch, you knew that there was a connection. That was a transaction. And then when you broke the connection, it said transaction completed. If you transfer money online to a bank account from one bank account to another, when it's done, it says transaction completed. That's transactional analysis. There's a stimulus and there's a response. We call that communication. Now, here's what you got to get. The stimulus does not dictate the response. Nope. See, what happens is we go to what we know. There's a book of Proverbs uh, that says um, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair because we go to what we know. Uh, the Bible says a sow returns to uh, the mud after cleaning herself, it says a, a dog returns to his vomit. And I always ask people, do you know why a dog barks? Because it's a dog. Do you know why a cat meows? Because it's a cat, because they're innate, they're wired that way, and we go to what we know. And so we don't respond to what someone says or does, remember the stimulus? What we do is we see something from our past, we do it the visual way, we hear something from our past, we do it the auditory way, or we feel something from our past, a kinesthetic approach, and then based on that, we respond. So get this we don't really respond to what's going on. We don't respond to what someone said or did. What we respond to is our perception about what they said or did, our perception about why they said what they said or did what they did. And so we don't respond to what people are doing, we respond to what they believe we're doing. In my class, it's very intense, I think you picked that up from Kelly and from everybody else, but people aren't responding to what I'm doing they're responding to what they believe I'm doing because some people uh, eat it up like Kelly. Kelly bought into it. She said, yes, sir, no, sir, how high, sir. She was trusting the Holy Spirit. She was trusting Kyle. And at some point she had to trust me. But some people go in there and think, why is he picking on me? Why is he being so mean? Why is he so condescending? I'm not doing any of that. They're not responding to what I'm doing. I represent someone from their past that was mean to them. I represent people from the past that were condescending to them. Perfect example is Kelly. You know, we just had Kelly on. She's still in the room with me. She's just on a camera right here, so she's hearing this. But Kelly, at a point in the class, uh, we're sitting on the floor and we're talking. It's like 2 in the morning, uh, second day. We we make sure you get your money's worth. You didn't pay me $2,000 to sleep, so I make sure you get your money's worth. And so I hear Kelly say this. She goes, well, you know, just not fair that, you know, guys don't listen to me because I'm a girl, and uh, I'm kind of overlooked because I'm a girl, and she's going on the old Kelly, the old wan wan, the pity party. This is, if you don't know, for those of are on Facebook Live, what I'm doing, this is the universal victim salute, just so you know, that's what it does. I stand in the mirror sometimes, I do this to myself because I can play victim with the best of them. So Kelly was running old tapes, old programs, and then they were not true but she was feeling sorry for herself because that stuff has happened in the past. And I had to scratch that CD for her. I had to break that LP. I had to pull on that eight track. I had to interrupt that lie. And I say, that's not true at all because From the get-go, I was humiliating the men in the class. I was using Kelly as an example. I'm like, Kelly's going for it. Here's this small, petite, beautiful woman pushing herself, screaming out, doing everything I'm asking to do. And you men are running around like a bunch of babies. Put your big boy pants on. Start acting like a man. I mean, I was basically using Kelly's performance as a cudgel, uh, beating him up. Uh, And then I, I pick a class leader. After the first module, I pick a class leader, and I pick it based on meritocracy. I don't care who's white or who's black. I don't care who's male or who's female. I don't care who they share their bed with. I don't judge them based on the bathroom they use or don't use. I judge them on what I call a meritocracy based on how they showed up. And guess who my first leader I picked was? Was the one woman in the class. Not because she was the one woman in the class, not because I felt sorry for her, because out of everybody in that classroom, she was the only one that was pushing themselves, that was going for it, that was trusting it. She still failed miserably. She still got my intensity. She didn't know any different, but I – and so I picked her. And so I had to interrupt that program and said, Kelly. That's not true at all. Well, I said, uh, Miss Garrison. I didn't say Kelly. I said Miss Garrison. That's not true at all. And then I had to get the other men to pipe in. Men, remember this? They go, yeah. I go, men, remember this? They go, yeah. And so that was a big deal for Kelly. You know why I bring this up? Not for Kelly's benefit, but for your benefit. Because we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Uh, and it's hard to listen to more than one person at a time. And the problem is there's always at least one person talking to that to us. And you know who that is? Ourselves. Do you know what thinking technically is? Thinking is talking to yourself. But the problem is some of you out there, some of you in here, <laughs> you got a party in your head. You got a former spouse who abused you. You got a mom or dad who put you down. Maybe if someone raped you or molested you, you've got that. And for some of you, you've given a doorway, what we call a stronghold of the devil. And so when I tune into my head and I listen to my inner self-talk, I ask myself this question, is that me? Is that God or is that the devil? Because only one of three has any value. But my head, they all sound like me. Your head, they all sound like you. And that's why we're called to have discernment. And God says, sheep know the shepherd's voice. And so ladies and gentlemen, you've gotta live and examine life. You've gotta know yourself, the Bible says. Uh, And so that's what I do in my training. I create a 48 hour experience that allows you to learn more about yourself in two days than most people can learn about themselves in years outside this process. And by taking this information and putting it in motion and using it, this allows for you to take your business life, your personal life, every aspect of your life to a whole new level. If you got a relationship with God, God has a message for you. Boy, God will come close to you and he'll give you some instruction. If you don't, you might leave with one. What do you want? What do you want so bad that you're willing to spend $2,000 in two days of your life to become a better version of yourself? So you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, reminding you that when you live your life like it matters, it does. Tomorrow. Go
3: change your diaper, baby!
0: Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan, or increase our monthly payment too much, or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, We've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we
1: are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25, Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage maker. For all licensing information, go to animalisticconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North